This podcast is a part of the Carbon Almanac Network of Podcasts. And just started sharing all of this stuff. And it was it was really fascinating to learn both about the octopus, which was what we decided to center the story on, but then also in parallel to that, learning about ocean plastics and that whole side of things was very eye-opening too. Yeah. Yeah, super eye-opening. Like some of the things that I've learned about ocean plastics, the Great Pacific Plastic Pat, you know, that huge mound of plastic that's just floating out there that's bigger than Texas. Like that just blew my mind that that's real. And I guess there's one in the Atlantic too that rivals the Pacific one in size. And it just, you realize all the creatures that it affects, like the octopus. And I heard octopi are really smart creatures, actually. They really are. They actually have the IQ and capacity of like a two-year-old human child or like a dog, the trainability of a dog. So they're really fascinating creatures. They're mischievous. They can like, they keep track of people that have wronged them or like there's this story of an octopus in an aquarium where one of the trainers or the workers, it didn't like this worker for whatever reason. So every time the worker would turn his or her back to walk away, it would spit water at it. It was truly <laughs> upset with this worker and doing it on purpose, they found. So yeah, octopi are, are super fascinating creatures. And like one of the many creatures under the ocean that are so smart, like we look at, you know, dolphins and whales and all these, even sharks are finding have this intelligence that we never give them credit for. It's just makes me really sad how we're, you know, polluting their home so that they're, they're not even standing a chance. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that was one of the eye-opening pieces of knowledge that I learned throughout creating this script. Once we decided to choose an octopus as our main character, which we chose because of some of the things Tanya mentioned of it being mischievous and smart, and we just thought it would be a fun character. We were looking at where this octopus should live. And I don't know where an octopus would typically live. I don't know much about it. So I started doing research and it did not take long to learn that many are living in human trash right now. And uh, there are a lot of pictures of it, a lot of information on it. But with human trash becoming increasingly common in the ocean, sometimes it's easier to find than something like a seashell for a home. So Tanya, I don't know if you knew that before, but I know for me that was... That was a big moment to to learn more about that. No, absolutely. It was eye-opening. And we, I think we kind of jokingly were feeling really bad about collecting seashells and stuff um, because we learned that that's an actual problem for octopus, that they sometimes will wear like shells to cover themselves or protect themselves. And they're not able to find them as much anymore. So they've started using ocean plastics and coffee cans and, and things that are that make their way from landfills to the bottom of the sea. So it's very sad. Yeah. And then on top of those potentially harming them, like there was one picture that I remember from the beginning of our research where an octopus was living inside of a piece of broken glass. So on top of something like that potentially hurting them, some of the ocean plastics can be leaking chemicals that are harmful for them as well. So was it hard to write it so that it relates to kids? Like this is such a huge problem and it feels really daunting, like all these, all this plastic in the oceans. Like how is it to write something that would relate to kids? 